0: Well, well, well. Welcome to the Terry James Show. Oh, wombats. (laughs) Wombat power, baby. I'm feeling it. I know it's weird doing that wombat power thing, but I kind of like it. People are warming up to it and the t-shirts available. If you want a wombat t-shirt, go to terryjames.com. Just hit the swag or whatever it is it says at the top. And there's a, uh, a link. And we got them in white. We got them in black. And we have them in gray. And they're kind of cool. It says Wombat Power on them. And there's also a hoodies, too. So there you go. They are up there. And by the way, when you purchase one of these, every single cent that comes into it, eventually, I want to do a scholarship fund. But first, I got to get a studio. I have to make things happen. I want to get it done. So every single cent is going right back into this podcast. Maybe a vestiboard, whatever it is. It's uh, everything that uh, comes from this goes right back into the show. And so I just want to let you know, and I appreciate all your help. Thank you so much. Been uh, working out more, but I did just some good stretching today. God, I got to stretch more. As you get a little older, man, you start losing that mobility like my buddy D on the Lex and Terry show said, yeah, I don't want to lose my walk. I still want to have kind of a walk, a little vibe going. And he's absolutely right. Right now, I noticed that I walk like Joe Biden. <laughs> and the only way to stop me from walking like Joe Biden is to stretch and do uh, and cuz I'm too young to walk like that son of a bitch and I walk like that guy. I don't know if I could do anything about my dancing like Donald Trump. But I do. I dance like Donald Trump, too. Look at Terry getting political right at the start of the thing. That's as much as you're going to get right there. Besides me, from time to time, being frustrated with the choosing of sides and the fact that everybody is so much party over country, it makes me vomit. All right. Anyway, thank you so much for liking and sharing the show. It means so so much, and it's the way this thing grows. It is growing. That being said, not as fast as I uh, would like. And it's weird when you do something like this, you kind of stick around along, and you, it's almost like losing weight. You you lose a little bit at the start. You you know you get you have some gains at the start. It's great, and then you hit this plateau for a while. Then out of nowhere, you get some more gains. So right now I'm I'm kind of in this plateau thing. So I would really appreciate your help and sharing the show and liking it, reviewing it. It really does help a lot. I don't have an advertising budget. I don't have the money behind me. I don't have that. I just, I had, and I don't want to say just, I have you. Wombats are strong, man. We learned, we learned how strong we are. But I I do, and I really, and I don't take it for granted. Uh, But I will ask you from time to time for help. And this is one of those times. Share it with your friend. Get your other, you know, family member to subscribe. I don't care if you have 50 people in your house subscribing to and downloading the show. I could give a shit. But uh, apparently the numbers people do. They give a shit. And I don't want to start asking for money on this show. I don't want to be that guy. I don't. But um, so this is the way I think that you guys can help me. Okay, man, did I start off this show begging like a bitch? I'll tell you what, it's going to be worth it. On today's show, by the way, on today's show, first of all, there's a powerful ending that you don't want to miss. You don't want to miss the, the, the end of the thing. And is there a difference between being a visionary and a gambler? We're going to be talking about that. And if you're single, this might really help a lot of people out that are single out there that think they're, they need somebody in their life. If you're single and concerned about your singularity, (laughs) I have a very special message for you. But let's get things started, all right? I've been doing a lot of thinking about this podcast, about this show. Where do I want it to go? What's it going to morph into? I'm excited to see what happens. I do have a vision, But I've also learned over the years not to be too attached to that vision. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I mean, think about it. The most popular podcast out there, for example, Joe Rogan, who I know a little bit. Joe started off doing just MMA stuff, martial arts, that kind of thing. And it definitely morphed into a more social show and, you know, say what you want about it. He's kicking ass. And he's allowed himself to morph into different things. He's given himself that freedom. I want a podcast personally that speaks to people right now that are like 45 and older. Anybody who's starting to feel like that anything's possible feeling is slowly fading away. I'm much older than 45. I think I'm 62. And it's really strange. It's really strange to not have that anything as possible feeling anymore. And what's even worse about it is nobody else thinks you've got it either. When you're younger, by default, people want to believe in you. They do believe in you. You tell somebody your dreams when you're 25 to 35 or whatever. You tell somebody the dreams, they're like, really? Awesome. You can do it. How can I help you? How can I help you get to the place you want to be in life? I know somebody here. I could do something there for you, whatever it is. But when you're like 62, nobody gives a fuck. In fact, if you tell somebody what your dreams are, you tell somebody you still have dreams and you still have goals and you're just as passionate. At this age, as you were when you were 25, they just laugh at you. You look like a fool. In their eyes, you look like a fool. I can see it. When you're older and you tell people you got dreams, you look kind of pathetic. There is no upside to an older person. 25-year-olds, yeah, you could fuck up a bunch of times and you still got a bunch of upside. We're out of fuck-ups at this age. You cannot recover from a bad decision as you get older. Like I said, you start telling people your dreams, even like your wife, they're going, what is with this guy? This guy's just living in a fantasy land. And the truth is, they see what you see in the mirror. They see the wrinkles. They see the tired look. They see you slowing down. They see you not going out as much. They All that kind of stuff. And it's sad. It's sad that that's the way it is. And you start to believe it. You start to go, God, you know, I don't have the energy. I don't have this, the, that, and I I don't want to look like a fool. It doesn't have to be that way. It does not have to be that way. And I'm glad you're here right now. I'm going to share my dreams with you. And I want you to share your dreams with me. And I hope that we can support one another all the way. At least we had fun trying, right? I think that we have to stick together more than ever now. Anybody 45 plus. Because people are laughing at us. Sucks. You know, we always had the future in our hands. Hell, we, we invented that shit. We invented the stuff that everybody's hanging on to right now and the, uh, the you know, the younger kids, who I'm not jealous of by any means. I do know this. I do know that I've had a great career. I do know that I have a longevity in my career. And I think that a lot of people that would like to do what I'm doing sure hope that when they get to my age, they're in this position, have been able to do that for a job forever. I feel sorry for the people that got into radio and had podcast ideas who just had to kick it to the curb. Business changed. They weren't able to hang on. And I've been blessed. I've been very lucky that I've been able to still do what I want to do for a living. I I, I understand that. I just I got more. And I know you have more. And I don't want anybody that's 45 and older or anybody who's starting to see the wrinkles, anybody starting to feel the less energy, anybody who holds back and telling and sharing their dreams with others because they don't want to look foolish. It does not have to be that way. That's kind of what I would like to do a little more on this podcast, I've decided. I would like this to at least maybe one segment, a show, maybe it even turns into that. Maybe we just support one another and we figure out how to do this. Maybe we just turn this into a thing where we talk about how do we get there? What's the healthiest practices to do? physical, mentally, all that. And then how can we support one another and still make each other feel like anything is possible? It's not too late to be great. It's not too late to be great. And I'm going to do some more thinking about this because I'm really passionate about this subject. If you have any ideas, please get a hold of me on my website, Terry in and the comments thing. Just uh, go ahead and send me a, an email. Let's talk about it. What do you think? What do you think? I know that I'm, I need a show like this in my life and I've been looking around for it. And there isn't one. Maybe this is it. Normally I would save this discussion for the gang of two podcast, the podcast I do with my wife. We've been married 30 years. And this is a subject that I think we could probably talk about. But to be honest with you, I think I'd forget about bringing up the subject to her. But if I do remember, I will bring this up on the, one of the upcoming shows that we do together. Thinking about relationships. and thinking about me being in a 30-year marriage. And how people think being married is the end all. You're not going to hear that from myself, and I don't think you'll hear it from Sherry. It is not the end all. In fact, I have friends, more and more friends, who are different age ranges. I have friends that are in their 30s, that are in their 70s, in their 80s. I, I have, I've got friends all over the, the age spectrum here, and I see it all, and I pay attention to these things. Being in a relationship and being married is not the answer to everything. It does, I think, make things a little better, but also sometimes it makes things a little more complicated. Like I said, I've got some friends all over the age spectrum that are single, and it looks like they may end up being single for the rest of their lives. I think if you talk to them, they don't think they're going to end up being single, but I would like to tell them or any of you out there that are listening, don't stress over it. As far as I can tell, and this is going to sound cold and this might be, uh, you know, a little controversial, ooh, controversy on the Terry James show, I don't think that being married is the answer to happiness. I think the best part about being married, and this could be used as a metaphor or taken literal, you have somebody to put a band-aid on you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have somebody to put a bandaid on you. You scuffle, you know, I was thinking this the other day. I, I banged my leg into the table outside of the patio and I didn't even notice. I knew it hurt, but I didn't even look, you know. And then a while later I looked down and there's blood going down my leg all over my shoe and everything like that. And I'm sitting on the couch And I'm cleaning it up and uh, elevating the leg a little, getting the blood to stop. And Sherry goes, let me go get a Band-Aid and some Neosporin, you know. And she goes into the other room, and I'm thinking, you know, this is nice. This is a nice thing. This is what being married is. This is what it is. Having somebody there to get your hard-to-reach places to talk you out of a tree maybe when you're you know you're ready to jump or to calm you out of a very uncomfortable situation just the little things like that they do add up and they're nice to have but they are not the answer to everything like i said being married in a long-term relationship comes with its own issues as well but i think the best and only amazing part Of being married, you take the sex out of that. You know, you have your achieved goals together. There's a lot more to it. However, just having somebody to put a Band-Aid on you, you know, when you need it. (laughs) That's the only difference, as far as I'm concerned, between being married and being unmarried. I don't know what age it was where I decided I was going to stop idolizing people. I've idolized athletes. I've idolized friends. I've idolized just successful people. And you want to role model. You want to follow in other people's footsteps. You want to watch what decisions they made that are good. And you want to apply them to their own, your own life. I mean, that's perfectly natural. But the older I get, the more I realize There's not a lot of difference between you and me and people like, let's just go with the billionaires who are fighting right now. Elon Musk versus Mark Cuban, Elon versus Zuckerberg. Hell, it's Elon versus everything. Maybe it's you, Elon. (laughs) You know, but let's go back to Steve Jobs and all these other people, Bill Gates, all these people, especially in the tech industry, who we all of a sudden idolize now. We idolize these people. In my mind, there's nothing different between a visionary, which these guys call themselves, and a gambler. These people have just gambled, and some of their gambles have paid off. Some of their ideas have paid off. And trust me, it's much easier to get an idea together and have money behind it and to make it work. Look at these people that are podcasting. Right now, I'm getting crushed in the podcast industry. But there's some douchebag who thinks he's got a positive message out there, who's got a million dollars behind him. It's got himself the nice camera work, the beautiful set, is able to create a buzz around him to just basically dupe people into believing this guy must know what he's talking about. He's got the nice studio. He's got everything going on. He's got it because he had some money behind him. He's got a public, uh, you know, a PR person. He's got a, a guest booker. He's got everything. Now, I'm not jealous or anything like that. I'm just laying it out. There's no difference between a visionary and a gambler, and we should stop idolizing these people. Look at the war going on right now between Twitter and Threads. You know, Elon and Zuckerberg, you know, hammering it out. And then all of a sudden, us, we're forced to take a side. We're forced to go ahead and do this. And now, depending on who you politically support, you're automatically going to jump in that person's camp when these people are just people. They are just (laughs) douchebags, you know? And when you get money, and I know when I started to get a little bit of money, and it didn't last long. But I know when I started to get a little money, I changed. I can't imagine how when you have so much money to get you in and out of trouble, how much your disservice you're doing to your friends and your family and yourself. I'm not saying money's evil because trust me, there's a lot of comfort in money And, uh, and that's all I want it for. I don't want money to, you know, to go get beautiful, big, giant things and take expensive vacations. Although I would do it, you know, I wouldn't be showing my jet on camera. I wouldn't be doing anything like that. To me, money is a means to an end. It is a way to be comfortable. And, And there's no better feeling than a new restaurant opening and you don't have to count your pennies and you just go down the street and, and go get something to eat. You know, the, the people with money behind them usually end up doing better than us. Like if I wanted to go for the coffee sh- a coffee shop right now, I couldn't do it. But if I had some money behind me, I'd get the best logo, the best space, the best this, the best that, the best branding. and It would be a success. I guarantee you it would be a success. Not a big gamble there. But these people are just gamblers and they've had a lot of failed gambling going on in their lives. Yet for some reason... We are idolizing them. We are fighting for them. We're we're on social media taking sides of these guys. They're just guys and ladies and all that, you know? I had to throw the ladies in there. I wanted to be woke for a second. I think the only thing that I have learned from these people right now is, and this is important. I think this is an important takeaway when you know that you've got a great idea, whether you have money behind you or not, is to be able to be confident and to gamble on yourself. I will always gamble on myself. Always. I always have. I haven't always won. A lot of my ideas haven't come to light, especially with all this technology going on right now, my mind goes crazy coming up with podcast ideas, a video idea for that. Hey, how about I do this show with another person? Into that, I mean, my mind explodes because there's so much opportunity out there. And with so much opportunity comes a lot of ideas. A lot of ideas lead to a lot of trial and a lot of trial leads to a lot of error. And that's just the way it goes. I'm not a failure. You're not a failure. I'm not a failure. These people are not smarter than us. A visionary, they could call themselves whatever they want, put whatever label on themselves as they want to do that, like Steve Jobs. I'm a visionary. All he did was get a bunch of smart people behind him to believe in him and made some amazing products. This iPhone, I'm doing the show on the iPhone. Thank you, Steve Jobs. But bet on yourself. Always bet on yourself. That way, if you fail, you can't blame anybody else. The only issue you're going to run into there is that if you're one of those people that does not accept responsibility, the only way to grow, the only way to learn is to fail is to fuck up. I never learned anything good from getting a big paycheck. In fact, when I got a big paycheck and got the big contract, I was like, wow, I don't deserve this. I'm one of the luckiest people in the world. The only way to get better in life is to fuck up and to learn from those fuck ups. You don't learn from many victories. You hopefully you are cuz you've gone through so many, you know, defeats getting to these victories. You know, you're the only thing you're doing it you should do is like feel better that hey, I finally won one. One of my gambles finally paid off. Just bet on yourself people. You're smarter than you think you are. Hey guys, I just wanted to run in here real quick and thank you for your support. I just looked at my emails. Oh my God, I'm loving this. And by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, welcome to the YouTube channel. Please like it and share it. That's the way all this stuff works. You Notice I have a Terry James Alive t-shirt on today. Now that's a throwback. Hey, we talked earlier about failures. This was not a failure. This was a podcast that I had for quite a long time, but it morphed into something more focused and this is still becoming something very special. It's definitely has some Terry James alive elements in it, but it's the Terry James show. And if you don't know why it's a Terry James show, I highly suggest you go back and listen to the very first promo of the show. This is show number 11. I think it is. Anyway, guys, uh, thank you so much for the comments. It really means a lot to know that the show is helping you guys a little bit, at least making you think. Maybe inspiring you, maybe inspiring is the, uh, not the right word, maybe just motivating you and making you realize, hey, we're all in this shit together, which we really are. I don't claim to be one of these people who's a big know-it-all. But I have had some failures. I've had some successes. I do have a certain theory the way I live my life, and it's nothing that's more special than anybody else's. I've just taken the time to develop my own plan and my own theory. And I'm hoping that I'm encouraging you to do the same. It helps your confidence to be, you know, a lot of self confidence. uh, It goes a long way in life. You got to roll the dice on yourself. Like we talked about before, you could go to every seminar in the world. You could watch Ted talks and anything on YouTube, or you could listen to all these motivational podcasts. You could read books. You could do all this stuff, especially these seminars. I've been to some of these seminars and I find them to be a little hokey. You know, they want to get the energy up and, oh, and everybody's all the seminars. If you really look at it, Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins started these things. Oh, he wasn't the original guy, but he's definitely the OG by, by all means. A lot of people copy them, you know, get that energy up, get that everything. And there's something physiological about having your energy up. You're going to do things, having exercise, doing all that kind of stuff. I get it. I understand it, but there's nothing new to it. Okay. It's just about what are you going to do when you get home from those seminars? What are you going to do after you watch a video? What are you going to do after you read a book? What are you going to do after you watch something that motivates you besides going, oh yeah, I I can do that. You get the, I can do that. You've got to get the, I can do that and turn that into, I am doing that. Not going to do it. I am doing it. You got to take that action right now. You do. But most people spend thousands of dollars and they are thousands of dollars on these seminars and they go home, and it's back to your normal life. You're back to your old, normal routines. The only way to change it is to shake that shit up. You go to one of these, uh, you know, things, and you, you realize quickly, my old routine is to eat poorly. My old routine is to watch my TV shows that I normally la- like watching, to not work out, to do all that kind of stuff. It's a catch-22, man. You you just, it makes you feel good momentarily, but the only way to get any sort of momentum in your life is to get home from these things or turn off that podcast and actually do something. I'm a firm believer, and this is not, I don't want to tell you how to do things. Nobody knows the correct way of the, you need to step A, B, C, D, and then all of a sudden E's going to happen and your life is better. No, not at all. But I'm a firm believer, if you really want something, <clears throat> if you truly want something, you're going to immerse yourself into it. It's going to become part of your life. And if you really want something, you're going to get it. There's no specific roadmap to success or to being healthy. Or to, you know, because we all have our own situations. We all have our own roadblocks, our own mental shit going on. But I, I I really believe if you want it, if you want something, you're going to find a way to make it happen. You'll find it. You're, you're There's power there. You're going to find a way to make it happen, and there's nothing that's going to stop you. Well, there you have it, Wombats. Ah, huh? Another another episode of the Terry James Show. Thank you for spending your time with me. I appreciate you more than you know, and I will be thinking of you throughout the week. I wish you a very strong week. I hope you took to heart what I talked about at the very end of the podcast. It's true. The only person standing in the way of your success is you and all the bullshit you got going on in your head. If you really want it, you are gonna find a way. And the cool part about finding your own way is it makes it more original. You stand out more than anybody else out there. You know, you're creating your own lane, you're doing your own thing, which is pretty damn cool. You're doing the right thing, guys. Please share and like the show, thank you very much. Have a wonderful, wonderful uh, rest of the week. And until then, as I salute you on YouTube, Wombat Power. (laughs) Oh, boy.